I'm Brooke. And I'm Sequoia. This is Love Locks and Vibes. Our weekly dating, relationship, and everything podcast. This week we'll be introducing ourselves, but first, Sequoia, how are you doing? All right. So um, this was a very, very interesting week for me. I had a lot going on. I had a lot of family stuff going on. I had a lot of personal stuff going on. Um, it was just a week. It, it hands, you know. Um, but I think that it's going to be good that we'll be able to talk through things and um, I'll be able to share my weeks and when I have crazy weeks like this with you um, and just, I don't know. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, how was your week? My week was interesting. Um, as, uh, as you know, I've been getting over COVID and I am over my 10 days of um, having it, apparently. I, I mean, I feel 100%, but they're, um, according to the Department of Health in New York, I'm allegedly not contagious anymore. But also, you know, the guy that I have been dating also got COVID for me. So that has been interesting. And this week was also his birthday. Um, so it was just an interesting week for a all those reasons sort of. So how do you know that you gave it to him and that you didn't get it from him? Because I was able to pinpoint when and where I got COVID Uh, um, and who gave COVID. And then also I just had symptoms and everything way before him to whereas like right now he's still experiencing um, COVID. He's still having some of the symptoms. Oh, okay. How, um, that has to be tricky giving the guy that you're dating COVID. How did that, uh, how was that experience? How did he handle it? Huh. Um, well, I mean, he's been handling it fine and with grace, he's not upset about it at all. Uh, his feedback is just, you know, you're literally the safest person, I have seen with dealing with this and he thought for sure that if anyone gave anyone COVID, he would have given it to me just because he's been, um, he has like standing lunches with the, and dinners with a couple of colleagues and, um, friends, even though they do it outside, but, um, and I, I'm not doing any of that. So, uh, it's been really nice about it. That's how I felt when I heard that you got it. Cause I was like, if anybody, um, that I was surprised about getting it, it would have been you because you were just so, so super cautious um, about it. Uh, so I'm glad, though, to hear that it hadn't been very bad for you and that mostly it was pretty asymptomatic. I wouldn't say it was asymptomatic, but I didn't have any of the harsh um the harsh symptoms that a lot of other people had, you know, it was just a lot of the smell. I had a lot of, uh, what I call sinus pressure and I would get really winded if I did anything, uh, physical, like going up the stairs or walking. Um, it, you know, it really winded me for the most part. Um, but I'm, I'm very lucky that my smell is back. Um, my, my brother had COVID as well and his smell still isn't back and it's been like two months and some oh, wow. people don't get their smell. Um, back I've been reading about it as the guy that I'm dating he has not um had a smell back oh my gosh so let's talk a little bit about that because that's still pretty new um right yeah so I think 
Yeah. So I think that um, first, Sequoia and I will be talking about our lives very candidly on here. We want to be super transparent and um, vulnerable. Uh, we want to, we're naked in front of you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we talk, about, we talk uh, through this podcast about dating. I think before I go into dating Sequoia, Let's talk about how we decided to come up um, with this and make this a podcast. Okay. <laughs> so Sequoia and I, during quarantine, like everyone else, we have been on house party a lot. Uh, and Sequoia and I were already friends. We know each other from Dallas. We've been knowing each other, I would say, for like 10, 11 years, maybe. Something like that, yeah. Um, and we were talking on house party about dating and I felt like Sequoia was the only person that I could talk to about dating and didn't feel judged. Um, and Sequoia had like really good insights too. Um, and we were just ended up like talking to each other about dating on, um, house party. Is that how you remember it? Yeah, I, I completely agree. And we had very similar sentiments around, not necessarily how to go about it. Cause I think, um, and I, I can't say that cause we didn't talk as much about that piece of it, but we talked about our thoughts on it. We talked about the idea of wanting, um, wanting it and being intentional about dating in the same ways that we're intentional. Uh, <laughs> in the same ways that we're intentional about the other things that we do in life. Um, and so I was really excited to hear somebody else uh, feel that way because every time I even mention wanting a relationship, people are like, no, you shouldn't want it. You should just be out there and not think about it. And then it'll happen. Cause if you think about it, it, it just won't happen. <laughs> it's like, mm, that makes no sense, but okay. Yeah, totally. So, um, I think as we are now, this was a while ago, but where we are now is that, um, I've been talking or dating, dating a guy for about three months. We'll call him educated Bay. <laughs> and, uh, I think Sequoia has just, is continuously dating. I, yeah. I mean, I've met a few different people and they, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to work out for a number of reasons. Um, the most recent person, I don't even know what to call him. Cause I guess I would have called him educated Bay too, but, um, I, no, I'm <laughs> not going to do that. No. You call him, uh, Ivy league Bay. Ivy league Bay. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. Um, a, a very interesting experience that I'm actually really glad is over, um, <laughs> sadly, because I was looking forward to it, but it was just stressful. Um, and then there was the, I don't know, uh, blue collar bay, I guess. <laughs> he was interesting as well. Um, our schedules were so different. Um, and he would get frustrated because he thought that I was supposed to, I don't know, like I wasn't reaching out enough, but like his enough was like several times throughout the day enough. And it's like, but I, I work, like I, 
I do things <laughs> that don't include talking to people that I'm interested in. And it doesn't mean that I'm not interested. It's just like, I, I have to figure out how to maintain a roof over my head and like texting the guy that I like doesn't really, I don't know, contribute I, I to that. Remember, I can't remember who you're considering blue, blue collar bay. Is that the guy that had the dog? No, <laughs> I forgot about him. <laughs> he, he would also be, he, let's call him, <laughs> we can call him, uh, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I mean, he would, he would technically fall into that, that category too. I guess we can call him Parks and Rec Bay. Um, he was yeah. the one with the dog. <laughs> that was interesting as well. Um, because he was mad at me because we went out on one. I'm not even going to call it a date because it was not a date. Um, we met at TJ Maxx and looked at candles together. Um, and he was really angry that I didn't see that as an invitation to spend the rest of my life with him. Um, and that I was wasting time because I wanted to get to know him instead of rush into a relationship. Um, so there was that. There was also another <laughs> guy. We went to dinner once. He also wanted a lot of time um, and was really annoyed. He invited me to a... Um, <laughs> we fell out because he invited me to a barbecue with a bunch of people in a backyard. And I'm like, we're in a pandemic though. Like I'm not, <laughs> like, right. you should be happy that I went out to dinner with you. I'm definitely not trying to be around a whole bunch of people. So um, yeah, it's been interesting uh, dating in general and navigating dating through COVID um, and just navigating all of these different experiences and personalities and all of that. So definitely a lot to talk about. <laughs> for sure. So I, uh, dating for me during this pandemic, um, I went on one date with someone who actually to me wasn't taking the pandemic or um, the, the pandemic seriously enough or taking uh, my safety seriously enough. Um, I had expressed to this person about how crime has been spiking and that um, I didn't want to be really far away from my home late at night because, you know, I would eventually have to come back to my home at night. Um, and this person was just like, well, how long is that going to last? And was like super aggressive and didn't seem really kind to it. And I am the type of person that I believe in uh not ghosting people. I believe in ethically telling, like ending something. I mean, even though we went on one date and it wasn't anything, we were talking a lot um, and texting a lot. Um, so, I, you know, I felt like I needed to give this person feedback also because if someone breaks up with me, I would want feedback uh, on to why. But I was just like, I don't think this is a good match. Um, you know, you're not taking, you know, we, we just have different viewpoints on how to navigate these things. Mm -hmm. and. Um, stop talking to him. Um, and then I went on a second date with education. That was my second date period, um, of in-person dating during the pandemic was educated Bay and we really hit it off. And I've just, you know, still been seeing educated Bay, um, which I'm assuming I, I hope that I am talking about him for a very long time, but, um, you know, as I, as we continue to date, 
Um, and sort of where I feel like we are at this moment, um, you know, maybe it'll just be the first few episodes. So no, we'll I think it'll be a long time. Let's not even put that out in the atmosphere. But let me ask you a question because I was thinking about what you were saying about the guy who didn't take your um, your safety seriously. And I was thinking about some of the people that I have met, um, whether it be on the phone or the the couple of people that I did hang out with in person. But um, do you find that there's a difference between the people that we met when we were younger that were, you know, whether you met them at high school and they had a crush on you or just people that you met at a younger age and the level of care and concern and consideration that they had just towards you as a person absent any type of thing that they expected to get from a relationship um, and the people that you date now? And I'll give an example. I was looking at, um, I, I was, I'd posted something on Instagram a little bit earlier and one of my friends that had a crush on me when I was little liked my post. And I was like, oh, like, I wish I wouldn't have, I wish I would have been more open to some of those people when I was younger because they generally, like we were friends, you know what I mean? They genuinely cared about me as a friend. Um, and even thinking about exes and stuff like that, like genuinely cared about me as a friend. So even if things didn't work, even if things um, didn't move in the direction romantically that they wanted, like we're still friends like 20, 30 years later, right? Whereas some of the people that I meet now, one, like you said, they don't feel like they're all that um, interested in your safety and, and just you as a human being. And it just... I don't know. It feels like if something happens, if y'all get into an argument or something like it, it's just over um, and, and there's no opportunity to continue to maintain a friendship because they weren't really interested in being friends. They were just interested in what they could get from you out of a relationship. I, I think I see what you're saying. I didn't date a lot in um, in high school because I didn't really go to high school, uh, which Sequoia may not know about. This I about did me, not but know I was a that. Dropout. What? I was a high school. Yeah, I was a high school dropout. I dropped out of high school because I was a criminal as a teenager. What? In and out of juvenile. <laughs> Who <laughs> yeah, am I talking so, to? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. A lot of people don't know this about me. Um, so yeah, so I didn't, I, I dropped out of high school and then I uh, took the GD and scored in the highest percentile and enrolled in college the year that I should have gone to college. So I was still in college with my peers. <laughs> that is uh, so, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know what dating was like in uh, high school uh, because I didn't experience dating in high school because I really didn't go to high school. And when I was in school, I always got kicked out. So um, when I was in high school, my first high school I went to, I got kicked out of school um, for cussing out someone at, uh, I was at a, a musical rehearsal. Um, because I was in, I was in choir, so I was in the musicals, and then I got, I got sent to alternative school, 
And then I got kicked out out of the alternative school what? Uh, for writing gang <laughs> signs on a piece of paper. And then I went to what they call juvenile justice alternative education school. Uh, so that's uh, my story on that. Oh my gosh. That's so I feel like <laughs> I'm super excited about, I'm even more excited about this now because I feel like in addition to the stuff that we're talking about now, we're also going to be able to learn more about each other and each other's background. Cause I never knew that. And I don't think I ever would have known that. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. So dating in college, that's something that I can speak more to because I actually went to college and I dated. Um, but, uh, a lot of, yeah, I think almost every person I ever dated in college was definitely my friend first, except for maybe except for like two people that I dated that didn't like go to my school that went somewhere else. And I met them like out somewhere. Um, like one guy, the first guy I dated in college, I met him at, um, in Dallas at Big T Bazaar. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, I met him there. He was at the Greek store. Everyone in Dallas goes to Big T Bazaar to get like their uh, Greek uh, jackets and everything made. So he was leaving the Greek store and I was walking and he uh, was just like, he has to get to know me. And then I, I like I met him. And so we were long distance because he went to school in Oklahoma and I was at school in Texas. And then another guy I met out um, like at a party. And, uh, we, uh, you know, he went to UT, he went to UT Arlington and then I went to school somewhere else. Um, so we, uh, dating them, I had, I didn't meet them as friends, but anyone I dated that went to my actual school, we were friends first and then just sort of ended up dating. And I, they definitely cared about my well being and all those things for me living in New York, uh, majority of the men that I have dated have been like, they've cared about my well being and cared about, you know, been considerate about things late at night. This guy, uh, that I was talking about that I went on the first date with, he wanted to, um, he planned a date for us. So I live in, um, for people who don't know New York geographics, but I live in Brooklyn, uh, and this guy lived in Harlem, which is in Manhattan. And Harlem to Brooklyn can be very, 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 very far um, on public transportation. It can take you like 45 minutes to an hour uh, to trans to go to either one. And he planned a date for us, but he planned it in Harlem. Even though I live in Brooklyn and I expressed my concern of being out after like dark, I don't know why you would plan a date maybe in the middle in Manhattan, like Midtown or something like that, even downtown or something like, I don't know why you'd be like, Oh, you're coming to Harlem. I I just, Mm. I did, I did not like that at all. And so I did, I like declined and I was like, uh, he was like, fine, fine. Since this is a thing, like it'll be Brooklyn. And then after our date, he asked if this was always going to be a thing. And it was like, yo, this is the first date. Like why? Yeah. So I just couldn't rock with it. I just couldn't rock with that that energy. Yeah. They're campaigning, right? The first date is like the campaign to get you to on their ticket. Right. (laughs) And so (laughs) the thing about Ivy League Bay that I really liked, um, we, we met on Facebook. We were in a group on Facebook and wound up, um, chatting. He had locks too. And like, I I don't know. I see people with locks and I'm just 
am enamored by everybody's locks. Um, so we started. Educated Bay has locks. <laughs> so we start. I think I'd asked him like how he was managing um, getting his retwists and stuff like that done during the pandemic, and that kind of started a conversation. And you know, we hopped into each other's inbox and and just started chatting. And it actually was really a good conversation. Like our first couple conversations were dope. Then um, we, uh, I think I told him I was going to call him back. So I called him back and he was like, you know, I was just thinking about you. I was um, getting ready to go to dinner and I didn't want to have dinner by myself. And I was going to see if you wanted to join me. And I was, yeah, I, I thought that was really sweet. And I was like knee deep. And um, in work that I was doing for one of my clients, because I had a um, one of my clients had a virtual conference coming up that weekend. So we were trying to knock out some stuff for them. And so I was like, well, I am super busy. I'm waiting um, to hear back from my designer. So if you are okay with me having my phone out, and having to go back and forth with someone and not being fully present the whole time, then yeah, I can do it. Otherwise, you know, maybe some other time. And he was like, oh no, that doesn't bother me. That's fine. And so he asked me where I wanted to meet, where I wanted to have dinner. And I was like, well, the thing is I've been in the area for a while, but you know, eight months of the time that I've been here, we've been in a pandemic. So I haven't gone out and found new places. And then even before that, I was dealing with, um, you know, some health challenges with my mom and all of that stuff. So I just never got the chance to go out and really explore the area. So I don't know where to go. Um, he was like, okay, cool. I got you. Um, let me try to find something out and I'll call you back. And I was like, Okay. So then he texts me and he was like, well, do you want Mediterranean or do you want, uh, I can't remember what it was. I think Indian food. And it, I was like, I want Mediterranean. So he sent me an address of a place and said, I'll be there in 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh crap. Like I haven't even like gotten dressed for the day or anything. Cause I was still, you know, I'm doing that COVID remote life. So I was, you know, rocking my pajamas. <laughs> So I rushed to throw something on. Come to find out, the place was only five minutes away from my house. So not only did he understand that I needed to be somewhere close by because I was working, so I wouldn't have to worry about driving too far and taking too much time out of my day um, with working, with you know, with the work, um, being away from my work for that time. But also just the idea of when I left where we were meeting that I wouldn't have too far to go back home. And that was so thoughtful and so kind and so considerate. And I was like just over the moon by it. I was super excited about the fact that I met someone that thoughtful because it had been so long since I met somebody that actually had any kind of concern about me and my well-being everybody else is kind of like well I mean let's meet halfway somewhere and let's you know whatever and they're it, it's very selfish almost and they just you know it feels selfish it feels like they really just want to 
I don't know that I get the idea of doing 50 50, but it's like, we still want to be courted as women. We still want to know that you like us. We still want to, you know, feel special. And so it was the first time in a long time that somebody had actually made me feel special. So I was really excited about that. Oh, that's nice. So what's the update on you and Ivy League Bay? Girl. Um, I don't know. Like I feel, so he's older. Um, I'm 36. He's 47, which, you know, wasn't problematic for me, but I started to feel like there were a couple of things going on. Um, I felt like he would say things to me in a way that like, I just didn't understand because I was younger. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes older people talk to you and it's like, you just get that feeling that they they feel like they're trying to put you on a game because you're not that same age. And I was like, I, right. I don't need that, but thank you. Um, and so I remember having a conversation with him about, uh, and, and I noticed that this started to be, there were things like that that started to feel like they were, um, it wasn't just a one-off. It started to be like, this is who he is. And so, um, like, I remember having a conversation where we talked about income and I was like, yeah, you know, one of the things that I learned being a business owner is that I don't need a a job. I just need income. And that for me was a game changer. So he went, that doesn't make any sense. And you, this, that, and the other. And like, it just, it went down this hole that was like, sir, like, this is my experience. You're telling me my lived experience doesn't make any sense. Um, and he just came from this place of, he he knows better and, you know, pulling that, I went to, you know, where the Ivy League school that I went to (laughs) and whatever. And it was just like, "Mm, okay. And then later after that, which was interesting, he said that he felt some kind of way because he felt that I was doing what a lot of women do when they realize that he went to that school and trying to prove that I was intelligent. And I'm like, I wasn't trying to prove anything. I was having wow. a conversation with you, but okay. Um, so that was a thing. And that was kind of weird. That always stuck out to me. And then um, most recently, we had another conversation that took a turn. And it's odd because the conversation itself wasn't a bad conversation. And it wasn't a conversation that in general, I think would have been a, okay, this is, I'm done with this type conversation. Um, he was telling me how he was excited because he had just gotten a mountain bike and he was going to be um, going out and, and riding and all of this stuff. And we started talking about working out. And I said, you know, I really need to start prioritizing working out. And I mentioned that I just did two films and that I had auditioned for something else. And that for me, like it was at the top of my consciousness again. And he kind of um, pulled one of those, well, health is wealth and kind of, I need to be working out for my health and not because of a a role. And that's not what he said, but that was a tone of what he said. Um, And so I responded and I was like, well, you know, luckily all my stats are in a healthy range. And so um, I'm good there, but I do need to prioritize working out. You know, you're absolutely right. And so 
he didn't say anything. I was like, okay, whatever. Like I didn't think anything of it. And then I woke up and at like 1.30 in the morning, he, I woke up in the morning, like regulars, I'm working up for, uh, to start my day. And at 1.30 in the morning, he had texted me and said, that doesn't make any sense at all. And the medical authorities don't even have uh, an agreement on what standard health stats are and all this stuff. And it was oh, just like, God. what? <laughs> you like- Super, is he like super fit? Is he like one of those guys that probably wake up every morning and like has like a 5 a.m. workout routine or something? So he is at this present moment, he is doing a lot of working out, I guess, over like when the pandemic started, he gained weight and wasn't happy with himself. So then he decided to go work out. And he's one of those that like listens to, I can't remember the guy, but listens to one of those motivational speakers who talks about working out and how you just have to do it no matter what and whatever so he's that person that listens to you know the no excuses type people which you know that's fine but give me grace to join in the conversation where I'm able to join in I don't work out right now I'm trying to make that a priority and I've said twice I agree with you I need to prioritize working out so what is the issue and it uh, just the guy uh the guy that i had the first date with was uh was literally one of those good people he was the he is the no excuse working out person that's what he did for a living mm, yeah <laughs> it gets tricky because it's like yeah i get it I, I i agree with you i'm not saying i'm not making an excuse i said i don't work out like I'm, i didn't make an excuse for why i didn't work out i just said i didn't so like we're on the same page like don't make it seem like i'm making an excuse i've made no excuses i just said i don't also there's tons of reasons of why people shouldn't or can't work out and and i don't want to is also one i prioritize other things that's what happened it's not an excuse i prioritized other things now i want to prioritize working out because i need to you know I, i get that but it's not an excuse. It's just, it's how you choose to live your life. And that's okay. Yeah, so sure. Dang. So no more for Ivy League Bay. This is going to be the last time we hear about him. Yeah, I don't really, um, we, he and I did not have a conversation that, um, where we said, no, this is it. This is done. But it just, I think both of us are just kind of exasperated by trying to make things work we both we did have a conversation where we were saying we both really really enjoyed the first date we really enjoyed the first date and we really enjoyed those initial moments leading up to the first date when we were getting to know each other and there was something beyond that uh, his perspective and my perspective of what happened differ um he feels like I changed I feel like he changed and I don't think that there's an opportunity to have a conversation around that that's going to be meaningful or progressive. And I just don't feel like fighting for it. You know what I mean? I don't feel like trying to make it work or trying to, um, you know, I don't think that the conversation that we had was bad enough that we should have stopped talking, but I just don't feel like dealing with it. 
Um, and there are also other things like one of the most important things, um, I guess, uh, he also didn't want kids. Um, he has kids. He is very ready for them to be grown so he can get back to living his life. Um, hundred percent because it's first child he had when he was young. Um, so on some level, uh, things maybe shouldn't have even like, I should, I maybe shouldn't have even considered anything once I realized that he didn't want kids. Um, but he just seemed like such a great guy that it was like, well, maybe, um, I'll take the time to get to know him and just kind of see where this goes. But it just, I I, I don't know. It's, I'm not, it was stressful in a way that I just don't have the bandwidth or the desire to be stressed. I understand that for sure. Um, well, I guess back at it, have you, I know that you've been, uh, very busy, so I don't even know if you're still, if you've even been conversing on any of the, on any of the dating apps as of recent. Um, so I, literally just added Tinder back to my phone yesterday. Um, I had Bumble. Um, Bumble has always been my favorite just because it just seems like the people on there, even though they're the same people on both, I don't know, the people from Bumble just, it seems different, I guess. Um, So I've always liked Bumble. Um, Facebook dating, I just... There were people that I was in various levels of conversation with that um, I kind of re-engaged conversations, but that was just this weekend. I have not tried Facebook dating. Like, I know nothing about it. I saw, like, maybe two people when it first come out happened, but I, or when it first came out, but I just had this idea in my head that it is so that it could just be messy because I don't know how the algorithm works. Like, is it suggesting friends of friends or what? And then also just because Facebook already has so much of my data and yeah. so much information about me, I was like, I don't know if I want, if I want them to know this particular thing. Um, so they are very, like when you first sign up, they talk about how um, like it won't, connect you with your friends. So say, for example, there's a friend of yours who's also on Facebook dating. It won't connect you with that person. Friends of friends, I think you can opt out of that. Um, But for me, I think it's interesting because sometimes I might see somebody and I see that they know a person that I know. And I feel like that gives it, it it's a, it's kind of like vouching for them a little bit, even though I haven't talked to that person um, about the, like, hey, do you know such and such? And it could be that they're just Facebook friends, right? And they don't really know them, but it still adds a little bit of credibility to that person for me. Um, if they know somebody I know, depending on how I feel about that person that they know, um, or if they know multiple people that I know, it, it does add a little bit of credibility for me. But I kind of like, I, at first I thought it was trash, but I think all of them on some level are trash, but I actually kind of dig it now. I think also my thing with Facebook dating is that when I am dating someone, I do not want to be their friend on social media, like ever. 
Um, like I just never want to be their friend on social media because I know how my brain works. And I know that I could be the person where if I've like text you and then I saw that you sent a tweet or you posted on Instagram or you liked something I, or watch my story, but you haven't responded back to my text, that's going to really piss me off. So I just prefer not to be friends with anyone on social media. It's not, yeah, it doesn't, it's not, you're not friends with them though. It's, it keeps well, that part separate. Like, if you meet someone on Facebook, I think that the progression is, hey, I'm going to, like, I want to check out your Facebook profile. What's your name? Just because on regular dating apps, guys are always like, hey, what's your Instagram? And then they want to follow you on Instagram and then you just follow each other and sometimes don't even go on a date. And it's just dumb and stupid and weird, in my opinion. So for me, I always said that like, once you're a husband or a fiance, a fiance or a husband, then we can be friends on social media. Other than that, like, I don't even really be posting people I'm dating. <laughs> so yeah, I um, just because just because what? Just because people are so nosy, it's it's nosy. And also, I don't want to have to publicly like post a breakup if it doesn't last long. So unless it's a fiance or a husband, I don't think they belong on my social media because I don't want strangers asking me what happened to so-and-so. Yeah, that, I can definitely see that. Um, I have not had that experience. It feels like they're just as apprehensive about adding me as I am about adding them um because what's funny is like Instagram I don't care who adds me on Instagram or even Twitter um but my Facebook I feel so protective of Facebook because it feels so personal to me um but I do like the fact that on Facebook I can control my experience a little bit better and I'll give an example with um Ivy League Bay we followed, I mean, we met on Facebook, right? We were in a joint Facebook group. So we weren't following each other with the intention of potentially dating. We just thought each other was interesting and decided to follow each other, right? Um, and then that led us to led to us following each other on Instagram. Well, I just deleted him from Instagram, not because like I don't hate him, I don't have any hard feelings, I, I don't I didn't block him or anything like that. But the reason was because on Instagram, I can't control my experience. I can't control what I see from him or when he pops up or when he posts something or how I am able to engage with that information. And so, you know, when he posts a story, it's going to show up in the stories. It's going to, you know, when he posts something in the feed, it'll likely show up. Um, So I just, I didn't want to do that. So I just deleted him. On Facebook, I can unfollow. Um, I can take a break, which... I've done. Um, and so it, we're still friends on there. Um, so it doesn't feel as negative as, oh, she deleted me or he deleted me, whatever. But I can control my experience a little bit better so we can maintain some semblance of a friendship um, if it comes to that. Because I don't know, we might not ever talk again. And I would be completely fine with that too. But um, if we decide, at some point in the future to be friends and to continue down that path. Um, it lets me see things when I feel comfortable seeing them and not right now when things are still so freshly um, over. Um, so. Yeah. 
I I see. Um, I, and I also end up, I mean, I'm also lucky in a way to where like the last, uh, few people that I've dated seriously and, um, educated Bay, who I'm seeing now, although like we haven't had a conversation around exclusivity. Um, he, they have, none of them have been people that are on social media Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that, so I guess like that is also makes it easier because then they don't necessarily care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's challenging because like my ex and I were together for seven years. So obviously we were on social together, but we never, even with us being on social media and being friends on social media, we never put that we were in a relationship. People who knew us just happened to know Um Every now and then I would post a picture of us, especially like if we were out at some event or we were doing a show together or something like that, um, because he's an actor also. Um, But there was never, oh, we're in a relationship. And he he's more active on social media now than he ever was when we were together. But he's just not that dude. He's not the type that's going to post pictures and, and post pithy quotes about how in love he is and all of that stuff. He's just not that person. Um, but what he did do that I thought was really, really interesting is he used it to get to know me. Um, and that sounds creepy. It sounds super creepy. Um, but it was helpful because he was able to plan dates and things like that around my interests. He was able to understand why I felt a certain way about something, um, based on other things that I had said. And so it was interesting to me that he used that and that he was so interested in getting to know me and in getting it right that he took the time to uh, research or took the time to pay attention to what was important to me. And he did it in a way that wasn't overly, hey, I'm looking at your Facebook. It wasn't that. Um he just did it in a way that was really low key. And some of it, uh, and he still continued to do that throughout our relationship. So I think back to my 30th birthday and I had posted this, you know, 30 things I want to do by 30 list that I got through maybe half of them, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and for my 30th birthday, he took me to the San Diego Zoo. And surprised me with the trip. We drove up to San Diego. We stayed in a really nice hotel. We went to have dinner at this beautiful Italian restaurant that had this really nice, authentic food. All of the ingredients and everything were authentic. They It was connected to a store that they actually had shipments from Italy. And they sold the stuff in the store. So everything they used was completely authentic. Um, and we just had an amazing time. And I thought about it after the fact. And it was just kind of like, I was, I think a few weeks later, I was reading through my 30 by 30 list. And I had on there that I wanted to go to the San Diego Zoo. And I was like, wait a minute, did you do that because <laughs> of this? And he was oh. like, well, yeah. Um, but it was, it, it was weird because it was like. That's a sweet story. Yeah. That's a sweet. It was, he was, so yeah, there are things about being online that can be tricky, but it also depends because I think that um, when I think back over our relationship, I think he really used it to uh, to benefit, to our benefit. So, 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know because again, I've never really, I, I can't even ex- exceed what that experience is, is like, or I, I have no idea what that experience <laughs> is like. Um, but I guess I can give an update of where I am with Educated Bay. So again, our, our Educated Bay, our first date, um, had gone really, really great. Um, and then we had a second date and the second date was really nice, uh, because we actually ran into some friends of his on the date. Uh, we had ramen and then, uh, he has a rooftop access, which is, uh, really big if you live in New York. And the reason why this is uh, big is because he also has a stoop. And on our first date, we hung out on a stoop and I couldn't believe that I could see the stars uh, from his stoop because it is really hard to see stars when you live in a major city, but especially in New York, because of all of the lights, you really can't see the sky. He so- ordered them just for you, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. On the second day, um, he took me to the roof and because he knew that I liked the stars. So he like brought out a blanket, he made us some drinks and we were on the roof. Uh, it was after we ate, like we, we did that and we looked at the star or we tried to look at the stars. It was actually a cloudy day. So we just hung out on the roof. Uh, and it was really sweet. And we talked and, um, that's when we had our first kiss. I know it was so sweet and romantic. And then like, from that moment, I was like, Oh my God, I like him so much. <laughs> also, he's a really great kisser. Like we both are really impressed by the way each other kiss. Nice. Um, so uh, this was all in like September. Um, so we've been seeing each other since then. Um, he has had a really rough time in relationships. He's sort of a serial monogamous and, uh, he was with one person for like six years. Um, and then the last person that he was with, uh, he was with for two years. Um, but I think they were engaged and, uh, she was a little crazy. And he, these, he's expressed that like a lot of these people, he felt like forced into a relationship with him. Um, and just considering everything he had gone to, i really wanted to, um, be intentional and not, um, making him feel forced. Like he needs to be in a relationship with me. Um, but as we are hitting three months of dating. I am, you know, very much so emotionally invested. We're spending a lot of time together. Sequoia can tell you, I'll be like, oh, we're supposed to do this. I'm at Educated Bay's house. Oh, like I'm at Educated Bay's house. I've like been over there all, all the time, like, like every night, every <laughs> other night. Like, it's been a um, and he had expressed to me that he was dating one other person early on um, because he uh, sort of went to go visit some family. So he was out of town. And while he was gone, we talked almost every single night on FaceTime for like two to three hours a night. And even while he's um, had COVID um, and I had COVID, we were apart, but we were like having dance time, par- dance parties on Facebook. And talking. <laughs> That's so sweet. But we've been having, um, even though we both have COVID and we've been in our 
separated apartments. We've been on the phone two, three hours a night having FaceTime, like dance parties and just talking. Um, but I can tell there's a lot of still apprehension in calling this dating because at this point, I feel like it's really hard for him to be dating anyone else because we're spending so much time together. But um, as of recent, like I know that he still has his Hinge account. I mean, I still have mine. I haven't deleted any apps because... Um, I don't know. I, I'm just like, I'm afraid if this doesn't work out, like, I don't, I don't want to have to like start all over. Like I keep seeing the alerts that I have all these matches. I have like 200 matches waiting for oh, me wow. on, on hit, not matches, but like, uh, likes on hinge and um, other apps, but I can't, I'm not, a, I cannot entertain anyone else. And this is sort of where I am with it. I feel like entertaining someone else is saying, I don't want what I have. You know what I'm saying? Mm. What I want is to be, what I, what I want is to be with him exclusively and see what this can grow into. Mm-hmm. If I am working against that, then how am I also working towards that? That and, makes sense. That's interesting. So and I'm, go ahead. No, no, no. Finish. And I just, and also just the idea of like, there was somebody that, um, we'll call him vegan Bay. There is somebody that, um, is a friend of mine that we have sort of, I won't say dated on and off. We've just flirted on and off. We've gone on dates, but we always live in different cities. And, um, I've always been so like smitten by him and he's been reaching out to me often and usually like if he like the the not the world stops but like I really really like him and like literally I cannot stand when he texts me because all I can think about the only person that I want to talk to is educated bae like no one else is interesting to me so sort of where I am is that I am really afraid of being hurt even more so I think I'm gonna have to have a conversation with Educated Bay and just let him know where I'm at emotionally and just put it all out there and get him time to think about it to see how he wants to proceed. Not an ultimatum, just that I am not emotionally equipped to continue this if we're not going to be together because I will, you know, I'll just be setting myself up to be heartbroken. And I am trying to be very considerate of his feelings. Um, But I mean, I, I really like him a lot and, you know, I, like I enjoy spending time with him, but at the end of the day, I love me more. Yeah, and I have to protect myself. Which I mean, I'm gonna be a mess either way at this point. But if it, if you know, compared like if I do it now compared to like, you know, a few more months down the line, uh, then you know, I'm saving myself some heartache. Um, maybe right. I. I I think that it's important to be intentional. And we talked about that. And I don't disagree with you that if this is what you need for yourself, that you should definitely have that conversation and at least let him know where you are. I think that's fair to you and it's fair to him. I think that sometimes we are so afraid of being hurt that we 
do the things that are going to lead us. We do the things to stop ourselves from getting hurt, but we still wind up getting hurt in the process, right? So one of the things, when I think back on uh, my ex, we were together almost seven years, just shy of seven years, right? But we knew each other. I think we met in like March and we didn't become a couple until like August. And we hung out and we got to know each other and we worked on building a friendship. We knew that we wanted to be together, but it was just a matter of really truly getting to know each other. And I think back um, now as I'm dating again, um, the differences between what's happening now versus what happened then. And I think that if I had told him in June, um, hey, I don't know if I want to continue this because I might get hurt. And then we decided to stop then I wouldn't have had that beautiful, long relationship that we did have. And although it didn't work out, one of the things that I've come to realize is that just because it didn't work out didn't mean that it was a failure. It lasted for the amount of time that it was supposed to last. But I do think I would have regretted not experiencing it. Um, And so I'm not saying that you shouldn't, Tell him how you feel. I think you should be very open. You should be very honest with him and let him know. But I don't think that you should put that time frame on it as, well, we've been talking to three months. And if it doesn't happen now, it's not going to happen. Or I should just call it quits and and move forward. Because you don't know what the next three months are going to be like. No, and I will say that I think a lot of the reason why maybe if like this feels more intense emotionally than, uh, than maybe like dating another time. It's just because like, there's nothing to do, you know, your, your situation was, you know, before quarantine and having to think about the pandemic and lockdown and all these other things. And, you know, we're dating during, during quarantine. I'm not, I'm not putting a time limit on it so much. So it's just like, I am, this is where my heart is. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, this is where my heart is. And I just, I really don't want, I don't, I don't want to be hurt significantly. And I just, I do, I have to protect myself. Like I can't, I don't want to be uh, devastated by the loss of, um, of a relationship or the loss of something that I can't even call a relationship three months from now. Yeah, I I definitely understand that. I just think, um, I just don't want you to wind up getting hurt because you didn't want to get hurt. And that's all I'm I'm trying to mention, but I do understand your, (laughs) it's going to be, I'm going to be hurt either way, uh, because that's where we, where we are um, in it. And I'm not saying that I'm necessarily breaking up with him. I just want to tell him how I feel. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think it's sort of like this. It's sort of like when someone proposes to someone, like when a man proposes to a woman, if that woman says no, how do they even progress anymore as a, as a, together, if she says no, yeah. how could they still continue when they're in two different places? Yeah. And I think that that would just be the natural progression that if he, um, isn't ready for that, 
then we have to stop seeing each other because that, like, how could we even, what could we even do um, to enjoy each other? You know, like how, how would that even work? Um, if he's just like, I still want to date and see other people. Um, because I can't, the idea of him seeing someone else almost physically makes me ill. Gotcha. I, I I definitely understand where you're coming from. And I think that above all, you have to do the thing that works best for you. Um, I would just make sure that you understood what that was and that you were ready for um, for what that looked like. But also keep in mind that he might be feeling the same way and he might want the same thing. And so I wouldn't approach it from a standpoint of, you know, thinking that he's going to be like, nope, I want to see all these other people. He might just not know that that's where you are, especially if he's used to women forcing him to be in a relationship and you're not, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I really have been holding so much space to like, to remember what he has gone through. And I think that he is like, I think he would totally you know, like to explore this, um, without, you know, explore this thing as a relationship. But I also think he's really afraid and that, you know, his, his, his village has pointed out to him that like his behavior, like he's just constantly always like in these relationships. And I think that, you know, he needs, he wants to pay attention to that and make sure that he's not just hopping into into something to just repeat his same cycle to whereas my village <laughs> is always just like when are you <laughs> what you doing <laughs> uh what are you doing uh matter of fact one of our uh good friends i'll say his name uh his name's m knight or one of my good friends m knight every time he comes to visit or anytime he sees me he talks about how he's never really seen me in a relationship and he really wants me to be happy um, and he asked, he'll ask me about it every single time. And, uh, I mean, my, my other friends too, they really want that for me. And I think it's because they know it's something I want. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not quick to hop into something, um, either. And so I think that, I don't know, it's sort of weird because we're, him and I are on opposite sides of things, but here I am really ready to, uh, dive in head first with him and, and see what this like what this could grow into. Now, let me ask you this. Say, for example, you have that conversation and he says, um, you know, right now I'm just not ready. I still want to see other people. But then say, you know, three or four months down the line, he comes back and says, hey, I'm ready now. Would you be open to that? It depends on my feelings then. Like, I think that if we stop dating soon, I would have to, uh, you know, I'm going to need time before I start dating again, just because like, um, I don't know, this has been sort of like intense. We've spent a lot of time together. Um, we have, I have like memories and stuff now. Uh, he, you know, we went out of town together for my birthday. He came, uh, we drove up up to Connecticut and stayed in a cottage. So we have, we have, um, memories and everything together. Uh, so I would need time, um, but who knows, three to four months from now, I could be dating someone else or, you know, actively dating and maybe not interest anymore because I am sort of also a person that once I'm done and I'm 
pretty much over you, then like, I, I'm just really not interested anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. It's interesting. I, one of the things that for the last few years that kind of started to employ was the idea of dating multiple people at a time. Um, so that you could, for one, for a couple of reasons. One, you get to know different people and you get to understand the things that you like. Um, I found that for me, it stopped me from accepting certain things just because I like that person and that's what they, you know, that's what they had to offer. So I accepted something even if it wasn't what I really wanted because I liked them. Um, because you find that, well, I like this guy too, and he doesn't do that. So maybe I should, you know, I like this guy and he doesn't tell me that what I say doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, just cause it doesn't make sense to him. Um, so maybe that's not a thing that I have to accept just because I like that person. Um, and then people naturally start to weed themselves out. Um, and that has its pros and cons, um, of it as well, because, None of the people that I've dated, I, I I don't have any strong levels of connection to people in the same way that you have to him because I get to know somebody and they, you know, it doesn't work out. And then I'm back to somebody else that's on the roster, you know, or at this particular point, I've kind of cleared, <laughs> cleared everything. And so it's kind of um, brand new. Um, but I know when we had talked before, you mentioned um, how you preferred just the one-on-one, right? Well, the thing is, I can date, I can go on multiple dates, right? But once someone stands out to me, I just can't even entertain anyone else. Um, I can't hold, I can't hold multiple people in my mind. <laughs> my mind doesn't work that way. So like, while I was talking to Educated Bay, there were other people I were conversing with on hinge. Um, but then because I just liked him so much, it just seemed like a waste of time to talk to them. I didn't even care what they say. I didn't care. I honestly genuinely did not care about how their day was going. There's no way that I can be present. I don't care about anything they're saying. All I cared about was the person that I was interested in. And I just don't feel like I should be wasting my time or theirs. Like I just genuinely literally do not care about their fucking day. Like, do you don't care what their favorite it. color is. Yeah, no. I don't hear about it. Don't want to, like, just literally don't care. I would rather honestly talk to Educated Bay at that time about, like, uh, the sun, the sunset or something, like something even just trivial that's not even, you know, of any significant necessarily value but it's more important (laughs) yeah no and I I could definitely see that I think um sometimes the multiple dating or the being open um can sabotage things too like there's a guy that I met on clubhouse of all places (laughs) Um, yeah yeah I met this guy on clubhouse so it was like the first day I was on there and I was, we were in a room together and I had no clue what was going on. And so like his, he had a nice smile in his profile picture. And so I was like, hi, I don't know what's going on. I added him on, um, on, on Instagram. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Please help, whatever. And so he took me into a private room and like, we just started chatting and he showed me all of, you know, how to use Clubhouse. And he was pretty new too, but he'd been on there a few days more than me. 
And um, that turned into us like having these conversations where we're on the phone for like two hours. Um, Damn. Yeah. You and totally didn't tell me to do I know. I know. Well, because I, I was going to tell you when you recorded. So, um, <laughs> so we would have these conversations and then we would um get on clubhouse and then we would ping each other in the rooms and you know like I remember the other day like he pinged me in a room and then I was saying something and then he kind of piggybacked on what I was saying to make it make more sense because I was a little bit I was in a very introverted mood and I told him I was like I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk because right now I'm just kind of spent I'm, I'm just feeling real introverted right now and he was like no okay it's cool it's cool so I started talking anyway and so he kind of was helpful in that way. Um, so I thought that was really sweet. Um, but what's interesting is with the timing of everything that's happening, I feel like I like him, but I don't know. I don't know where he, I feel like I know where he is, but I don't know because we haven't really, he hasn't outwardly said, Hey, guess what? I like you too. You know? Um, I think where he's, does he live? He's in Philly. Oh, so not that far. That's a little, little two-hour, three-hour drive. Yeah, so not far. Um, and so it, it was like the last couple of days we hadn't talked. And so I, with everything that happened with, with the other person, um, I was just kind of like, well, you know, I don't want to get when in you this. Say the other, when you say the other person, are you talking about Ivy Bay? Yeah. Okay. With everything that happened to him, I've just kind of been in a, it's kind of like a little turtle. Like I've gone back into my little turtle shell. <laughs> um, and so it's like, I don't want to get in a situation where I'm conjuring up this whole like exciting <laughs> liking of each other in my head. Although, you know, for me, I feel like it it's, goes both ways and we just haven't had that conversation um, but he could also just be a really nice person who's like, she's cool. I'll talk to her. You know what I mean? So I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like. Um, but I'm also trying not to, I feel like with, with, um, Ivy league Bay, one of the things that happened was he mentioned how, you know, women date wrong and how you need to show interest and stuff like that. So I tried, I tried, and because of that, and because of the blue collar bay telling me I, I didn't show interest enough, and another guy before him feeling like I didn't show enough, getting upset I didn't show enough interest. Like I feel like I kind of went out of my way to show Ivy League Bay. Like I, there were days that I would go out of my way to reach out to him, even though he hadn't really been in hindsight. Um, reaching out to me as much and, and that kind of thing. But yeah, so I feel like um, because of, of feedback from other guys that they didn't feel like I was putting in enough effort, I, I kind of went overboard with trying to put in effort for Ivy League Bay and it just it didn't work. And so with Philly Bay, I guess is that what we're going to call him, Philly Bay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like him, um, but I am concerned about not wanting to be the one that's leading with the effort um, and not wanting. I have an idea for Philly Bay. Mm-hmm. I think that you should go in one of those 
those relationship clubhouse rooms and ping him and then randomly just ask him be like yo are you are you single like what do you think about this what do you think about the panel are you single are you so i know that he's single i know that because we've oh, had that conversation oh. i know that he um i, I mentioned something about like you should come visit or something like that. And it was like, I was just excited in the moment because we were talking and it was whatever. And he was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, I will. And it was kind of that. But like, then it was like, oh, like, I don't know if he said that just to be nice or if he said that because he really wants to, or it's all that. Like, it's that that early stage stuff that's in my head. Um, and then like, when I think about it now too, um, <laughs> there was overlap between me like getting to know him and starting to like him and uh Ivy League Bay. So maybe Ivy League Bay wasn't supposed to be around and it was supposed to be, you know, <laughs> it was supposed Philly to Bay. be Philly Bay. Listen, if you end up going to Philly, for one, I love Philly. It's one of my favorite cities. So if you end up going to Philly, I will meet you there so that it's not a trip only to hang out with this guy. So it could be like, oh, if you hang out with him, y'all can like have a date, but then we could just explore Philly. You know, that's only two hours for me. What you should bring Educated Bay and we can have a double date and then we can also just hang out too. Educated but, Bay actually talked about going. He actually said he might be in Philly December 2nd, to be honest. Wait a minute. So, what? <laughs> but he didn't ask if I wanted to go. He's probably totally going there for work stuff. And uh, honestly, I'm, I'm trying to cut down a little bit on the time we're spending because um, I'm just I'm really anxious around our uh, relationship at this at this point. Gotcha. Or our dating ship, our dating ship. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get that. I think that's that's my thing is like being with being a business owner and with being on many levels of alpha female too. Um, I tend to be the one that's like, well, if I want to talk, I'll call. If I want to, you know, hang out, I will. I have no problem initiating. But the problem is that it sometimes um, or it always takes the responsibility off of them to do that. But it also sometimes for guys um, can rub them the wrong way. And so and make them feel like they're they're not in charge. And so I'm trying to be conscious of that. I'm also trying to be conscious of the fact, like I said, he might just be a nice person who thinks I'm a nice person. And it has nothing to do with, you know, with any type of romantic thing. Like I didn't hear from him. I want to say the last I know I know we didn't talk all day yesterday right and I was feeling some kind of way (laughs) not about him but about just in general about things Mm -hmm. um because I've been feeling a lot like I have a lot of stuff going on with family stuff too and I've been feeling like gosh I feel like I'm always I always save space for other people to be there for them when they need something and to be supportive when they need support and you know, I always allow them to withdraw from the friendship account, right? But so rarely, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it feels like it's rare that people reinvest into the friendship account. So I'm often left feeling depleted. And one of the things that I noticed about uh, Ivy League Bay was that I had a lot going on and he didn't even know what was going on with me, but it's because he never asked. 
And he didn't ask because he didn't care. So you care enough to tell me that it doesn't make sense that I said that I was healthy um, and that that was something you felt I needed to explain further, but whatever. So you care enough to, in my mind, chastise me about something, but you don't care enough to just see what I'm, what's going on with me. And I felt some kind of way about that. So I just kind of like ducked back into my little turtle shell. And so I was feeling some kind of way about um, Philly Bay because I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know what this is. And I don't know like if I'm conjuring something up in my head that's not really true or what. And then when we didn't talk, I was like, see, I feel like maybe I'm the one that's doing the outreach and I'm just going to pull back. So I intentionally didn't reach out, right? Well, before I went to sleep, he sent me a message and he was like, hey, I just wanted to say hi. I got back from shooting the wedding today and um, you know, I'm exhausted. I'm about to hop into bed, but I just wanted to say hi. I hope you had a great day. And so I'm sitting here uh, like, that's romance vibes. That's not a nice person vibe, ma'am. That I, is straight <laughs> romance. So that is romance vibes. That is not friendship vibes. So <laughs> you need to get on that. So I was like, that was really sweet because I was feeling weird about everything and again had nothing to do with him and had everything to do with me and what was going on and other people and and all of this stuff and um but it was just interesting um that was interesting and another thing I had and I'll, I'll share this with you and maybe it might work for you too uh last year or earlier this year I don't know COVID's been three years in one so I don't remember when it was but at some point in time, I prayed um, and I was like, you know, God, please don't let me get attached to anything that's not meant for me. And it's been a gift and a curse because it, it allows me to be very detached from things. And so I think with some of these people that I've met, um, if it doesn't work out, it's easier for me to be like, all right, well, that wasn't meant for me. So I'm about to, <laughs> you know, like, I think that's why with, um, you know, you think about Ivy League Bay. This is somebody who I know I want children, but he very actively said he didn't. And even though I know I want kids, I was still considering starting something with him. So it wasn't like it was something that was just flimsy or, you know, just whatever. Um, but even still, I'm able to to move on and be like, you know, this just wasn't for me. Um, no hard feelings. It is what it is, but I don't feel, I'm not devastated by it or like, I don't feel any kind of way other than I feel very relieved actually, which is odd. Cause I wouldn't have expected that, but I felt extremely relieved. I'm glad because when you told me he didn't want kids, I was like, I don't think you should even and entertain seeing someone who doesn't want to have kids. If you want children. Yeah, no, and, and I wasn't going to, um, and I had. Mm-hmm. Oh well, no, I remember you also mentioned that he said, like, if he met somebody, he like, and it was. Didn't he mention that he would possibly be open to it? No, he said he oh. was absolutely not open to it, and that oh, th- okay. that was their problem. <laughs> so he was completely like he he had his first kid when he was 15 so he's been a parent like since he was 15 so he's like I'm ready to just be a person again um but I guess my thing was at this particular age 
I think that it gets challenging to meet people in general, like that you really vibe with. And so my thought is like, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, the, the, my biological clock is ticking and all that stuff. But I mean, in reality, it is what it is, right? 36, it is what it is. And so my thought was this. I know that I want kids, but I also know that it's very possible um, that that's not life's plan for me. And how would I feel if I passed by someone who at that particular point, we truly vibed, we really got along, it was great, um, and pass that by because I want kids, but then down the line, I wind up not having kids anyway, but wind up being with somebody that I didn't vibe with as much just because they were open to having kids. You know what I mean? So I was I was trying to think through my feelings and my thoughts around that. And I was trying to be open-minded um, in a way that, you know, I, I, and that's another reason why I think God probably shut that down. Like, this girl is stupid. Let me just go ahead and, <laughs> and shut this down so she can quit, you know, um, <laughs> going down this particular rabbit hole. Yeah, I think um, I want to I want to end uh, this on this. I think the the biggest also the biggest reason why I am wanting to tell Educated Bay about how I feel is that when we first started um, dating, uh, we had a conversation and uh, I had promised him. And this is something that uh, Squay and I have said that we promise on this podcast, but I have promised to always be like transparent and always be forthcoming with, um, you know, how I felt, what's going on, um, and that I believed in, like, radical honesty. And um, I am not, it's been really hard being around him because I sometimes just want to (laughs) cry because I'm not being honest about how I feel. Mm. Uh, So I, I, I really have to do that because it is, like, eating me up inside. Yeah, it's hard. It's definitely hard. And I think it's something that that's one thing that I'm excited about the podcast for, because I think it's going to help both of us. Oh, me especially, because I tend to be more internal and not be it's not that I'm not being honest. I'm just not as outspoken about the things that I'm feeling. Um, And I think this is going to help me with that. So I'm really excited about the journey. And I thank you for taking it with me. Yes, me too. I'm really excited. So Sequoia, um, so this was us introducing ourselves to everyone to let you know about us, where we are in dating, because each week we will be talking about our dating life or lack thereof and (laughs) what we have going on. Uh, We also have a segment where we're talking about self-care, what we're doing for self-care this week or what we are going to try to do, because I think we both decided that we're not that great at it. So um, this week I am going to uh, journal a lot more. I'm not going to be able to see my therapist because it is a holiday weekend. Uh, I actually really just don't do well around the holidays, mostly because I don't have a big family. I'm usually envious of everyone else that does. My family doesn't have any like traditional rituals um, and I don't have a significant other uh, to build my own family and rituals with, which is something that I really want. So I'm just going to uh, write a lot 
this week. And in, in my journal, I'm going to try to write more than usual. And um, I'm actually going to cry a lot this week. And I'm going to um, be nice to myself and realize that sometimes you just need to cry. And it doesn't mean that anything is, is bad. Um, like anything, it's nothing wrong. So those are the two things I'm going to be doing for self-care this week. Yeah, Life Jennings said sometimes crying is like taking your soul to laundromat. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so true. Um, let's see, for me. So um, I've been having a lot of family things going on, and I, I'll be open about that as time goes on. It's just a lot of, some of it's not my business to share. So I'm, I'm trying to be conscious of, of how I share that. But um I have been feeling very at odds with doing the things that I need to do for me, um, running my business, um, you know, even just taking time for friends and relationships and things like that. Um, and also trying to make sure that I make time for my family and make sure that they're good. And so, this week, I'm going to spend the week over my mom's house, my mom and my stepdad's house. Um, and I think that will be good. I came over here um, for the weekend and it's been, it's already relieved, alleviated a lot of the pressure that I've been feeling with trying to be there for everybody and be all things for everybody, like even just being here, you know? Um, so I think that's one thing that I'm going to do because it takes some of that pressure off. Um, and so spend time over here. But I do also think, um, that I'm going to get back in my journal. I, I tend to have, um, my times that I, I am in and out of it. And this feels like it's a time that I really need to get back in there and just really, um, get centered. So I think that's what I'm going to do as well this week. Awesome. Those are all really great things. We're works in progress. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like this is a therapy session. <laughs> so also we are going to have a question segment on the podcast where people can write in, ask us questions. It could be about our personal dating life. It could be suggestions. Or if you want to talk about what you're experiencing uh, with dating during this pandemic or just dating in general or how you met your significant other or tips and tricks, we would love to hear from you. You can send that information or those questions to lovelocksvibes at gmail.com. That's love, L-O-V-E, locks, L-O-C-S, vibes, V-I-B-E-S at gmail.com. So thank you. Um, namaste. <laughs> good namaste. Stuff. So we're also doing a thing where we're going to talk about our vibe for the week. And so, Brooke, why don't you tell us what your vibe for this week is going to be? My vibe for this week, although I am going through this thing with uh, Educated Bay and, uh, you know, I felt like sad going into a holiday because the holiday brings me sadness. I am channeling in happy vibes. I hope that after every cry, I'm very happy. I want to, I'm going to try to talk to a lot of my friends uh, this week via FaceTime and family uh, as much as I can. And hopefully it's all uplifting uh, conversation 
And I think I'm going to spend a lot of time on Clubhouse because I feel like there's going to be a lot of people <laughs> like me on Clubhouse uh, chatting. And in general, a lot of people aren't going to be gathering this year. So all of us are going to need a little bit of happy. So I'm bringing in happy vibes. I, um, as cliche as it sounds, I'm just going to bring in the vibes of gratitude. I know it's Thanksgiving and all that stuff, but seriously, I feel like that's kind of where I am right now, where I need to be. I'm thankful that I'm spending time with family. We're going to be drinking lots of eggnog and talking lots of shit um, and just talking about what we're thankful for. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. That's awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. You can follow us on all social media. Our social media handle and everything is Love Locks Vibes um, on Instagram, on Twitter. And if you want to share your vibe of the week, hashtag vibe of the week at Love Locks and Vibes. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Tune in next week.